0: disclaimer at the beginning of this episode uh, it seems like my audio recorder did not record so the quality will be different but luckily I was recording video which was also recording its own audio the quality won't be as good but it's something which is better than nothing so I don't have to re-record it here's the episode hello bird curds word nerds how's everybody doing today i am i'm a little tired i did not sleep that well last night uh what is today august 11 703 a.m. in my work office what why did i not sleep that well i didn't find any events oh my god why does the watch listen to me all the time um do you ever have those dreams where you, you haven't gone to any of your college classes, even though you've been out of college for like 20 years? Um, yeah, I felt like in my dream, I had all these extracurricular activities that I was doing, but then I was like, oh my God, I haven't gone to any of my classes. Where are they? Who are my teachers? What time are they at? And I was trying to like put them into my calendar and I didn't know how to do that. And then I was at the library trying to check out books and put into the calendar, like when the books were due and I couldn't figure anything out. And it was all that weird, stupid dream stuff. And it's like so stressful. I where where are my classes? I haven't been in weeks, I think. I don't know. It's so frustrating. Hey, let's talk about some words. Let's do it fast. Why not? Um, The first word in this episode is ejecta. E-J-E-C-T-A. Noun from 1886. This is material thrown out. Material thrown out. Where? Maybe where? Maybe uh, a volcano. The stuff thrown out of a volcano. The volcano is like, Bleh. I don't want this stuff anymore. You you can have it. I don't need this. It's ejecta. Um, Probably from the Latin. Uh, no, it doesn't say probably. It says from the Latin. Ejectus and then I think we learn more about that with the uh, the word eject and yeah and all that those fun things the sound effect is going to be Because the next word is ejection seat That's the sound that the ejection seats make and then when you're flying through the air you go wow ejection seat is two words noun from 1945 An emergency escape seat for propelling an occupant out and away from an airplane. Out and away. So, yes, airplanes, uh, but cars, I mean, that's Okay, Maybe cars don't have ejection seats. I'm obviously thinking too much of Bond, James Bond. (laughs) I didn't even mean to do it. Bond, James Bond. Uh, That's what I think of even though it's not true. I don't know of any cars that have actual ejection seats. Uh, the planes, planes make much more sense. Jets, when they're flying, they're about to go down. They got to pull the lever, hit the button. I don't know what it is. And they go, Poof, and then then they get to go in the parachute and float their way down. And hopefully not. it's not during a war situation, which it looks like this was uh, invented, coined, uh, you know, in World War II time. That's when they invented the ejection seat. Maybe, I don't know. Let's put a link in the show notes for when was the ejection seat invented? I'm going to guess it was World War II. Next is ejector with an O-R at the end. Noun from 1640. One, one that ejects, especially a mechanism of a firearm that ejects an empty cartridge. That's the ejector. I was also thinking of like in an old VHS machine, you have to eject the tape or, you know, DVDs, Blu-rays, you got to eject those too. But maybe inside of the VHS player, there's a, a thing called the ejector that makes the ejection happen. By the way, if you have not subscribed to Patreon at $5 or higher to see this beautiful face... What are you doing with your life? You you get to see so much extra expression with with the face features. Number two for ejector is a jet pump for withdrawing a gas, fluid, or powdery substance from a space. So it's um it's with a vacuum. Is it a vacuum? A jet pump for withdrawing? Yeah, it's gonna suck it up, right? Maybe. Or or it's gonna push it out. I'm not sure which, is it gonna suck it up? Push or pull? I don't know. Boom, whee! Okay, that was the last EJ word. Here is the EK section. It's it's most of this episode, but, the, but not the whole thing, not the rest of it. We have the prefix, right? It's a prefix. Eka, how do you pronounce this? Maybe it's Eka? Hmm, E-K-A. And it is standing or assumed to stand next in order beyond in the same family of the periodic table. Okay, that's the first part. And then what we're talking about is a specified element standing or assumed to stand next in order beyond a specified element in the same family of the periodic table. And then we have more. It says this is in names of chemical elements especially when not yet discovered, not yet discovered as in Echoled is the hypothetical element 114 hypothetical. I did not say that word. Great. Okay. Well, you know what? I think I need to bring up our, our good old, our good old periodic table. Periodic table. Where are you? What do you look like? Uh, okay. So ooh, ooh, Google has a really uh, nice interactive periodic table. I never, never thought about looking at this. Okay. So the last one on the list. Oh, Oh, interesting. And I don't, I maybe I learned this in chemistry. So I thought that all the highest numbers were at the bottom row, but that only goes up to 103, which is lawrencium. but the bottom row of the big top section, Um, not the left side, but the main section, it actually starts with 104 and goes up to 118, but 109 to 118 are all grayed out. I wonder why, because why? Let's see, gray, where are the gray ones? Unknown properties. We don't know about these. They're, I guess that's why they're hypothetical. Um, so here, 114 is flerovium flerovium so is that the hypothetical echoled oh this is i this is way beyond my my knowledge my expertise i have no expertise on the periodic table if if you got some information if you if you uh, know things let me know um but uh okay so that's the prefix echa you put it next to a specified element to say that it's uh that it's the next one or something hmm I'm a little confused, but, but I can tell you, I do know, because the book tells me, not because I know from my own knowledge, that the uh, the word eka, it's a Sanskrit word, E-K-A, which means one, number one, and there's more of the word one. So uh, how does that fit here? I'm not entirely sure why, why we're using that prefix here. Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Next is "ek" E-K-E. First form adverb from before the twelfth century. Uh, this is archaic and the synonym is the word also. Hmm uh, That's not how I think of the word ek. Um. What does the etymology say? It is akin to the old high German o U H it's kind of like all vowels. Um that means also uh, it's also from the Latin out, which means or and the Greek word au, au, which means again. So the etymology comes from again, or also, and then the word eek means also. That's what it evolved to. But I don't I don't have any context. How did people used to use this uh, in context? Hmm, very interesting. Interesting. Uh, it would be great if I could remember to, instead of saying also, I said eek. Okay. The next word is the second form of eek, but this one is a transitive verb also from before the 12th century. Number one is archaic. Maybe it's related to the first form. Uh, The synonyms are increase and lengthen. Increase and lengthen. So if you are eking a thing, you are making it longer, bigger, I don't know, something like that. Increase and lengthen. I don't think that that has anything to do with also. Unless you're like putting two things together, this plus this, also this, then you're lengthening it. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, Stretch eeked. Anyway, number two for eek. This is not archaic. And this is to get with great difficulty. Um, the, this is usually used with the word out as in eke out a living. Not how anybody should be making a living, but unfortunately many, 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 many people do eke out a living. It's very hard for them to make a living. They are getting it with great difficulty. Nobody, nobody should have to eke out a living with great difficulty. Ah, <sighs> let's not get into that whole topic. This is from the Old English Econ, which is akin to the Old High German Uhon, which uh, means to add. Okay, yeah, adding, that's the increased lengthening. Also, also adding, also this, also that, adding things together. Uh, from the Latin augere, which means to increase. And then also the Greek word "auxein," but it doesn't say what that means, but it could mean to increase. So increase a thing, but now how, how did this turn into getting things with great difficulty? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we could, we could take guesses, but I'd probably be wrong. But uh, yeah, that's it. Eek out. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to eke out. YouTube subscribers, I'm getting them with great difficulty. With great difficulty comes something. Uh, slowly but surely, they're coming. <laughs> Next is EKG, all caps. Abbreviation for electrocardiogram or electro <sighs> electrocardiograph, which of course will be uh, coming up coming up uh, in in the future someday. Uh, so this is from, okay, why? Oh, I see. I get it, I get it. Why would you abbreviate electrocardiogram electro E cardio C gram g to E k g? That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does because it's for some reason from the German word, electrocardiogram, which has a K for cardio. I don't understand why we wouldn't use the English, but maybe the Germans invented the electrocardiogram. Maybe. That would make sense. <laughs> Next is acoustics. E-K-I-S-T-I-C-S. Acoustics. Noun from 1958. This is A science dealing with human settlements and drawing on the research and experience of professionals in various fields like architecture, engineering, city planning, and sociology. Human settlements. And it takes the information that professionals in architecture, engineering, city planning, and sociology have studied. They've done this research and uh, they are... And then, then the acoustics is taking all that information and I don't know, p- putting it together in various ways and seeing sort of what, w- what, what can we learn when we combine all that information together? Uh, specifically dealing with human settlements. acoustic is an adjective. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, this, this is something that you can use to go back and study all, all cultures throughout the whole world, throughout all of time. Um, they look at the, the buildings that they made, you know, are they literally caves or are they uh, adobes? Are they teepees or things like that? Um, engineering, how did they build them? How did they plan their city? Did they plan a city? Uh, sociology, and that's what like just the study of, of the society pretty much um, this is from the modern Greek oikistike, which is from the feminine oikistiko, or is the feminine of oikistikos. Anyway, that means of settlement. Uh, also from the Greek oikizin, which means to settle or colonize from oikos, which means house. And, uh, did I just have uh well, economy. Yes, I just recorded the episode with my cousin Ryan on economy, e- e- economics, and I believe Oikos came up there because it was all about the managing of the house. There's more at the word vicinity. Hmm. Acoustics. Who studies acoustics? Anacousticologist. Pff, <laughs> Next is... Ekphrasis. Now, interesting. I always, I always, like I see this word all the time. I have seen this word. I think, I think I've said it. I don't know the context, but I wanted to say ekphrasis or ekphrasis, but it's telling me that it's ekphrasis. Ekphrasis. E-K-P-H-R-A-S-I-S, or you can replace the K with a C, and the plural would be ekphrasis. This is a noun from 1715, a literary description of or commentary on a visual work of art. Okay, so we got a visual work of art, a sculpture, a painting, a, I mean, even dance, uh, TV, film, uh, any of those, those are visual works of art. I'm sure there's a ton of other ones that I, photography, uh, a lot of other ones that I missed. This is not a full description of visual works of art. Um, But if you are describing it or talking about it in some way, maybe even critiquing it, but you're making it literary, you're writing it down uh, for people to read, uh, uh, you know, could be even for for blind people, uh, people who can't see. um, Maybe that even would be considered an ekphrasis. But why is it called ekphrasis? Because it is from the Greek word, ekphrasis. It is basically a Greek word, uh, which literally means description, uh, which is from ekphrasin, which means to recount or describe, which is from ex, which means out, plus phrasin, which means to point out or explain. Pointing things out, explaining it, but putting it out into the world so other people can read it. That's what it is, ekphrasis. Explaining uh, art, explaining art in some way. That was the last EK word. So sad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The next word is L-E-L. First form, noun from the 14th century. And this is, of course, the letter L. And then it just shows the letter L, a lowercase l. (laughs) (laughs) The second form of L is a noun often capitalized from circa 1906, an urban railway that operates chiefly on an elevated structure, also a train belonging to such a railway. And if you know Chicago, Chicago has the L, we literally just call it the L because it is on an elevated structure. So we just call it the L. you know, there are lots of other cities that have trains that are running on this elevated thing that go over the streets and next to buildings and stuff. I don't know if they call them the L so much, but I know in Chicago, it's very widely known as the L. Uh, it is the it is the CTA train system. Uh, that's what we call the L. You know, some of it's underground, but a lot of it's overground. And we have another train system called the METRA. That's, that's the other one That's a different system, different train tracks, but it's not, on elevated tracks. Really? I think it's more on like, they're like Hills, you know, like it'll go over a street, but otherwise it's just Hills. Like the L is like on those big viaducts, Like it'll literally go over a street for many, many blocks. That's why it's elevated. Is that it? An urban railway on an elevated structure. And then also the train is the L. (laughs) The third form of L is an abbreviation for elevation. Something, how much elevation is that mountain? How much elevation does that mountain have? I have 5,000 feet. (laughs) Next is our last word, which is the first form of the word elaborate. E L A B. O-R-A-T-E, and the second form will be in the next episode. Elaborate and listen. This is an adjective from 1592. One, planned or carried out with great care. As in, took elaborate. Hmm, hmm, I see, I think I said elaborate. Because this is the adjective, it's elaborate. The next word, the next one in tomorrow's episode will be the verb elaborate. Elaborate, planned or carried out with great care, as in took elaborate precautions. We have to be prepared for every possible situation when we're going on a road trip. We need snacks, we need music, we need food and drinks and other games, games. Uh, We need blankets and pillows maybe for napping. That's uh, lots of elaborate precautions for a road trip. Two, marked by complexity Fullness of detail or ornateness, as in elaborate prose. So this is like poetry, right? Uh, It's very complex. Lots of details. It's very ornate. The words that we're using are very ornate. What words would that be? Audaciousnessless. I don't think that's a word. Elaborately is an adverb and elaborateness is a noun. Uh, this is from the Latin verb elaborare, which sounds kind of ornate, elaborare, uh, that means to work out or acquire by labor. So you, you put some effort into a thing and you are acquiring it. That is from the E prefix plus laborare, which means to work. It's very obvious. The word labor is in there, laborare, to work. And then you put the E before it and it's to work out. And there's more at the word laboratory. Or as some people like to say, laboratory. So in the laboratory, you are working things out. You are figuring them out. That's why it's called a laboratory. I never thought about that, but now we know. And it's related to elaborate. Because uh, what, you're in, in, the, uh, in the laboratory, you're planning things. You're taking great care to figure things out. It should be called an elaboratory. Yeah, anyway, hey, let's pick a word of the episode. We had, uh, and while I'm doing that, I'm gonna bring up my uh, my movie list because of course I gotta gotta talk about another movie that I watched. We had ejecta, ejection seat, eject. Ooh, ooh, oh! I know, I skipped one. God damn it! I did it again. Ejectment. Rewind. Noun from 1523, I think the problem is I keep on looking up at the camera often and I lose my place. I do put my fingers down here often, but uh, I guess I missed this one. Oh boy, I'm so sorry. Number one for ejectment, the act or an instance of ejecting. Um, And then the synonym is dispossession. So possession is you got a thing and if you dispossess, you don't have it anymore. So, you're ejecting this thing from your possession. Two, an action for the recovery of possession of real property and damages and costs. Hm, yeah, it seems like insurance or something. Okay, back to the words ejecta, ejection seat, ejectment, ejector, eka, eek, eek, ek, eek out, ekg, ekistics, ekphrasis, L and elaborate 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 um well of course i do enjoy a good ejection seat who doesn't like a good ejection seat um you got to be careful with the with the helicopters because your uh your spinny spinny blades of death are right above where you would eject from uh i think that they they have something where it's like they time it so they don't get hit like there's a a computer system in there or maybe the like the the things stop moving i don't know I don't know how it works. Um, but I think I am like, I think acoustics is fascinating, but I think I'm going to pick ekphrasis as the word of the episode because, because, well, it's a fun word to say, and it's also a literary description of a work of art, uh, which is interesting and fascinating, and, um, you know, I don't think I've ever done it, and I don't know if I will ever do it, but I like talking about it and thinking about it and looking at it. And so maybe someday I'll do an ekphrasis. Uh, let's sing a song about ekphrasis. Maybe someday I'll write an ekphrasis. It's gonna be about it's it's gonna be about a visual work of art. Ekphrasis, writing down the words about art. Ooh yeah. All right, let's talk about a movie. Uh where I think we're on a Insidious Red Door. Um you know, it's the I think it's the 5th in the Insidious franchise. It's just uh, it's just an excuse to make some fun creepy stuff. I think that's what it is. You know, it didn't like fully fully connect with me. I feel like there was some things you know, I was like, why, why, why did this, why? But, uh, but yeah, no, super like creepy visuals and there were some jump scares and stuff. So if you like that stuff, it's fun. Um, I wouldn't say it's the most like highbrow necessarily, but they're, they're enjoyable. Yeah, that's it. That is the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. Did you not record? No, you must have. Uh ay ay ay